Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Today, President Biden formally announced that he had received the retirement announcement from Justice Stephen Breyer from the Supreme Court. Uh, They held a joint uh, session, little uh, press conference, didn't really take any questions, but they both uh, addressed the country. And I think it's worth going back through some of the things that were said uh, that both kind of give us a forecast into where we're headed next, but also give us a good reflection on uh, really 40 years, four decades of service from Justice Breyer and uh, his approach to so many things. Uh, I'm one of those who firmly believes that endings matter. Uh, I thought this uh, particular ending for Justice Breyer uh, with the president's remarks, as well as some really interesting insight uh, from the justice uh, as he described uh, his departure and in very classic uh, form, he was uh, uh, did not give a long, drawn-out speech, was very succinct, uh, but had some important lessons, I think, that are, are really important for all of us. So first, President Biden thanked Justice Breyer for his service and praised him uh, for his work and contribution to the country. Everyone knows that Stephen Breyer has been an exemplary justice. Fair to the parties before him, courteous to his colleagues, Careful in his reasoning, Justice Breyer's law clerks and his colleagues, as many of the press here know, describe him and his work ethic, his desire to learn more, his kindness to those around him, and his optimism for the promise of our country. And he has patiently sought common ground and built consensus, seeking to bring the court together. I think he's a model public servant in a time of great division in this country. Justice Breyer is often noted for uh, his focus on the process and making sure that all of that moves forward. I loved how the the president pointed out that he was courteous uh, and fair to the the parties that were in front of him uh, when he was sitting on the bench, Uh, courteous to his colleagues, that respect that he had for those uh, across the spectrum. And he didn't really look at them as conservative justices or liberal justices or justices appointed by President Clinton or President Trump. Uh, or President Obama, they were just his colleagues, and that he was always careful in his reasoning. I think uh, we need a lot more of that in the country today. President Biden went on to address uh, the process and what he would focus on as he looked at choosing someone to take Justice Breyer's place. I will select a nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. 
And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue, in my view. I made that commitment during the campaign for president, and I will keep that commitment. So we heard a lot of chatter uh, around this yesterday. Uh, Of course, the president on the campaign trail, then as candidate Joe Biden, uh, made that commitment, and he reiterated it. This is the first time we've really seen uh, him state, stating that very publicly uh, since the announcement uh, leaked out yesterday about Justice Breyer retiring. Uh, I want to shift now to Justice Breyer himself. Uh, he often talked about students uh, and how they would often ask him, what is it that makes his job as a justice on the Supreme Court meaningful? Uh, I loved what he told them. What I say to them is, look, I sit there on the bench, And after we hear lots of cases, and after a while, the impression, it takes a while, I have to admit, but the impression you get is, you know, as you well know, this is a complicated country. There are more than 330 million people, and my mother used to say it's every race, it's every religion, and she would emphasize this, and it's every point of view possible. And uh, it's a kind of miracle. When you sit there and see all those people in front of you, 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 people that are so different in what they think, and yet they've decided to help solve their major differences under law. And when the students get too cynical, I say, go go look at what happens in countries that don't do that. People have come to accept this Constitution, and they've come to accept the importance of a rule of law. Uh, that's some very wise counsel from Justice Breyer. I love how he framed that it is a miracle. And I can imagine uh, sitting behind that bench and looking at the the diversity that comes before the court, uh, that in a pluralistic society, it is every race, every faith tradition, uh, every possible point of view. But they come together. Why? Because we believe in this miracle that is the United States of America and that we can come together because we've accepted a constitution and the importance of the rule of law. And uh, I love that he would tell his students, uh, if you ever have any doubt about the greatness of the country and how we function under this constitution, just go somewhere else where they don't have that kind of commitment to the constitution or understand the importance of the rule of law. Justice Breyer concluded uh, with some thoughts Uh, which I loved his framing on this. This was a very fitting end uh, for the justice, talking about the American experiment, starting with a quote from Gettysburg from Abraham Lincoln. We are now engaged in a great civil war to determine whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. See, those are the words I want. To see an experiment. And that's what he thought. It's an experiment. And I found some letters that George Washington wrote where he said the same thing. It's an experiment. That experiment existed then because even the liberals in Europe, you know, they're looking over here and they're saying it's a great idea in principle, but it'll never work. Uh, But we'll show them it does. That's what Washington thought. And that's what Lincoln thought. And that's what people still think today. And I say, well, I want you, and I'm talking to the students now. I say, I want you to pick just this up. It's an experiment that's still going on. And I'll tell you something. You know who will see whether that experiment works? It's you, my friend. It's you, Mr. High School students. It's you, Mr. College students. It's you, Mr. Law School students. It's us, but it's you. 
is that next generation and the one after that, my grandchildren and their children, they'll determine whether the experiment still works. And of course, I am an optimist and I'm pretty sure it will. Great words from Justice Breyer as he formally announced his uh, intentions to re- uh, resign, retire from the Supreme Court of the United States, the highest court in the land, uh, a body that is part of our Constitution as we look at the three branches of government. And I think this idea that we are still in the middle of the great American experiment, and just as it was in Washington's time and in Lincoln's time, Others will say, yeah, that's a nice idea, but it'll never work, as the justice pointed out. And then the justice very emphatically said, and we will prove them wrong. We will prove to them that the great experiment in democracy that is the Constitutional Republic of the United States of America will work. And it will work because we'll continue to engage in the experiment and we'll continue to do that together. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Top of the hour news comes up next. Stay with us. Much more in hour number two of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Live breaking news now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.